Reaction. 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 Nice. Gold dust. Let me just let Maraid in. So just everyone, we've got Maraid Cahill, who's the founder of Wonder Room, joining us today, which is super fun. She's has some banging tunes in the background. Why not? Let me let you in, Maraid. View. Just waiting. Hello. There she is. Hello. Hey. How are you? Oh. Great. How's it going over there? It's good. <laughs> although I'm kind of balanced. Dropping the screen. <laughs> Honestly, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm on my floor and I'm balancing the phone on my bed. I have no idea why. I literally <laughs> was like trying different angles, different lighting. And the best lighting is on the floor. So You've that's where we are You've got great lighting. Today. You've got great lighting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's flat life. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm loving seeing the sun from indoors outside. It's, uh, it's brightening my day. 100%. That's also kind of why I'm sat here because I can look straight out the window like, mm, 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 this is a divine setting. Thank you so much for joining. For those of you who might not know Maraid, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Maraid. I'm the founder of Wonder Room, which is an online um, lifestyle platform focused around sustainability. Um, so really a lot of that content is over Instagram. And as part of that, I write a monthly column, um, on sustainability for the evening standard as well. So it's a lot of media and content and then advising and working with some of the leading sustainable brands. Amazing. That's fantastic. Just, just a couple of things under your belt. Now, yeah. before we get into a chat, I was going to do it before you introduce yourself, but sometimes I feel like it's not very friendly. So <laughs> do you have a bonkers fact? I have so many bonkers facts, but I'm going I'm to stick, stick with one that like, I know gets referenced all the time, but it still blows my mind and it's Earth Day tomorrow. So it has to be yes. the fact that by 2050, we're going to have more fish, more plastic in the ocean than fish. I still think that is a crazy, crazy thing. I think it's totally bonkers. I hope we can turn the tide on it and it felt relevant given what you guys are doing and, and Earth Day tomorrow. It's totally relevant. And yeah, for the time and for us and just for... I think the planet in general and conversations that people should hopefully be having and should hopefully be aware of. I think it's really shocking. Like when you think about the ocean and how huge it is and fish and how tiny some of them can be. So the fact that, you know, there could be more plastic by 2050 in the ocean than fish, I think is both bonkers and quite terrifying. And you're right. I hope yeah. that we can all kind of do our bit in any small way at all to kind of make sure that, we don't end up there in 2050 with, you know, swimming. Because think, think about how it's going to be if you go snorkeling. swimming in plastic. I guess they probably yeah. won't think, yeah, it'll be disgusting. Yeah. So horrible. Totally. Mine is not as educational as that. Mine is actually one that I found <laughs> and I put on the last Home Things newsletter, which just, I guess, maybe creeps me out. But did you know that geckos can't blink and they lick their eyes to keep them clean? Wow. Which I just that's... don't like on many levels. I don't like that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think about it, I just think, is that amazing? Is it disgusting? Like, I'm not really a lizardy type gal, but yeah, don't, not a huge fan of that fact. Bonkers wow, that's, them. yeah, that's, it's bonkers and a bit gross, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bonkers and gross. So, right, let's, let's get into some chats. Spoken about Wonder Room, which is fantastic, yep. but for people obviously who don't know, so you're the founder of Wonder Room, it's a platform for, inspiration and connection on sustainable living so i guess it'd be really great to know where the idea came from and why you created wonder room in the first place 
Yeah, absolutely. So for me, the, uh, the inspiration came from the fact that I had been working for quite a long time in the sort of broad sustainability space. Um, I was then overworking and living in East Africa, working across sort of sustainability issues, clean energy, international development. Um, and when coming back to London, I just thought to myself, actually, what I feel passionate about would be to create a space and a place for people to easily find inspiring information about incorporating sustainability into their lifestyle more, whether that's through certain brands um, and certain products that they can choose to engage with and buy that are sort of stylish, but also really pack a punch on sustainability, yeah. um, through to connecting with people, finding like-minded people, um, interesting facts and trends. So it really was this desire to say, you know what, we do need to make more um, inroads on sustainability and it can be fun and it can be inspiring. Um, it doesn't 100%. have to be either or. And that was really the motivation. So it started uh, really only last summer and a lot of the focus has been on this initial sort of media and content side. So people can certainly engage and follow along um, on Wonderum, obviously on Instagram. And then uh, we're doing more and more sort of spotlights and engagements with different brands and founders and leaders. So people can kind of stay ahead of the curve of what's coming. Definitely. And I think that's such an interesting kind of hybrid between the two. I guess maybe maybe it's changed a lot more now and, and through people like you setting stuff up like Wonder Room and all the different platforms that are available. But I think traditionally, especially, you know, five years ago, there was a bit of a trade off. It was like, you know, do you mm. want to be sustainable and sacrifice, you know, your love for brands or doing something fun or doing something stylish? You know, it always seemed yeah. that sustainability would come at a compromise for other things. Yeah. Whereas now you're right, I think we're at a point where you can have both together. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be, you know, living your life normally or in tandem with all the other values and the things that you want from a brand mm. or from a restaurant or from a community and have the sustainability just embedded within that. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, and it felt like also that sort of having worked across the space, it felt like there was this opportunity to bring it together across different categories. So for like, yeah. whether it's fashion or food or, uh, you know, like personal care at home or like cleaning at home, like yes, this clean. areas you yeah. guys are working in, you know, sustainable travel. There's, you know, it kind of cross cuts our life now, right? And I just, I think there is that opportunity to like make it easy for people to also sort of see where those exciting opportunities and brands and products are, um, as well as behavior change as well. It's not all obviously just consumption. It's also how we change lifestyle a little bit as well. 100%. And I guess this is slightly kind of just something that's come into my head. But from doing this for the last year, did you say it was like the year that last summer launched launched last summer? Amazing. Yeah. So kind of less than a year, which is amazing. Mm. In that short space of time, have you seen kind of a, a rapid increase, I suppose, in the amount that's happening in the sustainability space, you know, or has it been I guess, you know, what were your expectations when you started? Obviously, you wanted to do it from like a passion project type thing. But how has that evolved over the last, you know, nine, 10 months? And, and has there been any surprises maybe? Is, is something not quite how you thought it would go? Is there a specific area, you know, maybe fashion, for example? I know that's taken such a huge kind of snowball effect recently, mm. sustainable fashion. Has there been like a certain area that has surprised you or maybe not surprised you? Yeah, look, I think... On the positive, I mean, I was already working in the space and had been for a number of years. So in terms of the kind of products and brands I was excited to feature, they were already ones I knew well and knew the yeah. founders of. Um, saying that, I think that just the pace of innovation is really exciting to me. And it's something which I kind of knew going into is why I wanted to do it. But at the same time, it's been 
like even in the last nine months has been just going just rocketing up you know yeah um, whether you look at like plant-based food whether you look at um inroads in sustainable fashion whether you look at you know the households whether it's renewable energy or personal care or cleaning products all these different ways and new brands and new products that are really exciting i think that is something which is just going up and up and up and yeah. definitely feels really really positive but how's that from your perspective i mean that's the world you're in as well right this is what you guys are doing it is the world that we're in. So you're right. And I think even so, I don't have a sustainability background, which I think has offered a really interesting angle for me. Also kind of being with HomeThings for the last nine months or however long we've been kind of peddling this train pre-launch, which is coming very soon, two weeks. Um, but this, this space is just, you know, growing and growing and growing. And I think the opportunity is there, which makes it so exciting, you know, for mm. any brand. And obviously I think in the cleaning space, it's such an obvious one. It's such an easy one. Like you said, I think what's really nice is brands coming up with sustainable solutions that don't mean that the consumer has to sacrifice any part of their routine or their life or add in kind of any unnecessary extras. So I guess I'm biased, but from our kind of cleaning perspective, you know, we're not asking you to bulk buy a huge you know 10 liter bottle which is still a plastic bottle and then find your nearest kind of bulk store or zero waste store you know and lug it back and and do your bit that way you know that's just not practical for so many people but it's obviously a great solution and you know beats single-use plastic but i think what's interesting from what hopefully what we're doing is offering a solution that's direct to consumer which i think especially in you know lockdown pandemics so yeah. many dtc brands have been so successful because it's it is relevant with the times you know our shopping yeah. habits and i know we're not always in lockdown but actually that's an easier way to get product to us it coming straight to our door rather than us having to go out and find all these sustainable options which might not yeah. be able to be on our shelves so yeah i think it's a really exciting time i can't remember the tangent i was going on there just you yeah. know no but also sustainable cleaning i mean obviously one thing that i also feel like with what you guys are doing what i think is exciting is that fact again of rethinking business models rethinking around how things yeah. are delivered and the reality is there is still a huge amount of plastic bottles used oh whether gosh. that's in drinking water whether that's in cleaning product whether that's in other household items and anything we can do to really change that um you know has a massive has a massive impact so the idea of like using cleaning tablets that you then put in your um tap water in re reusable bottles is something that you know makes a lot of sense quite frankly and Absolutely. has impacts across the value chain as well in a very positive way so i'm looking forward to try it once so. i can't wait for you to try <laughs> it too i hope you love it i'm sure, I will. I'm sure after I will. all this hype no they are good we uh my, myself and the two founders actually use them in our own homes and it is good i haven't bought a different cleaning product since so you know that is yeah. testament to ourselves but i think you know it's like we said on the on the single use messaging it's important most of all, I think for people to have that option, I think before in so many areas, especially with sustainability, we haven't had that option, you know, and again, I'm biased to cleaning products just because that's what I've been thinking about for the last year. But if you go to your your ordinary supermarket where most of us would buy our cleaning products from and where most of us would shop for convenience or price, you know, you go down the cleaning aisle and it's single use plastic bottle or single use plastic bottle, you know, there is no real alternative that seems affordable or viable and especially you know combining the two about what i think is really nice is having like non-toxic ingredients and no single-use plastic so there's no compromise you know there's brands like what we spoke about before we joined 
who were doing the non-toxic thing, which is amazing. Mm. And I think really important for our health and our well-being, but still was sold in single use plastic. So I think trying to find that nice hybrid in the middle and making it easy and accessible and just giving people the choice, you know, not everyone yeah. has to buy home things or buy another brand whether it's fashion or mm. candles or homeware, they don't have to make that choice, but I think it's nice that they now have the option. Yeah. But, you know, makes totally. them feeling good. But talking about feeling good at home, what a nice little link there. <laughs> you have launched a series called Feel Good at Home. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. exactly. On Instagram. So tell yeah. me what that is all about. Yeah, so it's kind of followed on quite naturally from the fact that we, when we started Wonder Room, over Instagram, we were very keen to make sure we were spotlighting really cool brands and founders um, and products that are yeah. really um, stylish and substantive when it comes to sustainability, giving people better options. And so when this whole, what do we call it, this whole crisis, <laughs> this whole thing kicked off with, with, with COVID, obviously we're thinking about, um, well, how can we respond? How can we adapt? How can we be valuable to our community, which is essentially you know, a combination of like brand leaders and entrepreneurs um, and creatives, and then also just, you know, consumers, all of us who want to be inspired by new ideas and options. And so where that led uh, me to was, how about we actually see if the community would be up for sharing their practical top tips and inspiration for lockdown. Yeah. Everyone's stuck at home, people want new inspiration, like, you know, once you've reorganized your closet, through time, <laughs> but what else are you gonna do? <laughs> So I think so that I, I got thinking about the fact being in lockdown myself, I got thinking, well, hang on, like surely there's, you know, there's so many experts out there in different areas, whether, you know, it's a beauty founder or whether it's a chef or whether it's um, a lifestyle brand, um, they have lots of expertise. What if we could sort of crowdsource some of that inspiration yeah. and just in short videos though. So like um, they were really game for it. So I was so relieved because I wasn't sure what that was the idea. <laughs> would people be up with these different founders and experts actually be up for a jumping on video from home? Yeah. Um, some of them not being necessarily used to doing that and sharing these kind of DIY tips and ideas from, from their own, from their own homes. And they were, and it's been brilliant. So we launched that about um, just under two weeks ago. So about, I think, 10 videos are already up um, on our channel on IGTV on Instagram and you can just pop in there and whether it's a plant-based meal you want or a beauty um, hack for you know hand oil or you know lovely lifestyle brands sharing their tips on working from home it's a real mix and it's been so much fun so far so we're continuing that and again it still has the sustainability ethos to it a lot of these different tips and ideas of things that help not only fun and joyful but also um, help to become and to be more sustainable from home. Definitely. I think it's such a nice idea and such a nice incentive. And also, I mean, just adding a bit of value into people's kind of social feeds. I think there's so much going on now of so many brands just pumping out whatever they can, you know, whether it's like a workout or a cook along or all these things that aren't necessarily true to, to what they do and the ethos yeah. behind it. So I think the Feel Good at Home series taps into exactly what they do and where their kind of strengths are and their knowledge is. And yeah. almost just offering you, I love stuff like that because I love seeing like a bit of the behind the scenes, behind a brand mm. and almost like getting to know yeah. them a bit more. I always think that's really engaging and quite exciting. Yeah. Totally, yeah. no, totally. It's lovely to get a sense of like being able to go the behind the scenes in someone's home. I think it just like <laughs> plays to our general curiosity on, on other people. Um, oh so gosh, no, it's I been fun. That. It's been fun. It's such like a nice snooping thing. I saw the um, when you did the stories with Earl of East. So yes. I love Earl of East, and yeah, just think they are amazing. fantastic. 
and they you know they did the stories for you and like you know their, their little yeah. workstation all that stuff and I was loving it because like Earl of East London do such fantastic candles so I was like you know this is such a nice insight into their home and into their lives and yeah. you get to know the brand a little bit more which I think is really nice especially when you have you know smaller small businesses and startups like to get to know who you're buying your products from or who you're supporting I always think it's just like a really lovely thing well you know what I think that's spot on and also I think that actually touches on something else which kind of is something we're all in, in the world of, which is small business, right? So yeah. um, I just feel like, you know, along with sort of sustainability often comes entrepreneurial, um, small business, um, drive and energy. And yeah. I feel like at this time, now more than ever, like supporting these small businesses who are creating amazing products um, is so important because obviously, you know, like the game has majorly changed. And of course, if you're direct to consumer and things like that, it helps, but like, anything we can do to support like innovative, like genuinely like local business that are flying the sustainability flag as well is so important. Um, and actually touching on Earl of East, cause this was really interesting cause they just dropped a comment today actually um, on the channel saying that as a little additional update, sharing that one of their lifestyle hacks at the moment, like from working from home, which I thought was really interesting is that they're saying that they've, and I'm again, I'm quoting them. I hope I'm not misquoting them, but like they, <laughs> They've stopped doing, they've stopped trying to do the nine to five. Even as founders and running a whole brand, they have flexed that up and they've said, you know what? Energy has changed, uh, you know, people's productivity has changed and it goes in peaks and troughs. And so we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna, you know, again, I'm reinterpreting this, but we're gonna work with that energy. And if it means sometimes we work on the weekends, fine, but we're not gonna try and force a rigid like structure and rather nice. be a bit more fluid and work with our own energy levels. I thought that was really interesting actually. And I think if we can permission ourselves a little bit more um, around like that with it, we're not putting such heavy expectations on ourselves, even as entrepreneurs and founders to always max out the work, max out the delivery and actually just say, you know what, we are in odd times to say the least. And yeah. maybe we could just go a little bit more gently on ourselves and you know, work with our energy and with our, our mood a little bit more. I think that's so nice and just taps into like the whole slower living concept in general you know we're in this time unprecedented as we spoke about earlier like ridiculous word and very overused at the moment but we are in very strange times and i think there's such a negative movement especially on social media and from brands and everyone saying you know oh the best thing to do is to be super productive and to make sure you stick to your routine and you're religious to this and you're doing that and you just think you know we're we're I guess lucky in a very weird way that we we are forced into an opportunity to really slow down ourselves and to really yeah. you know be more mindful be it in our mm -hmm. consumptions or in our lifestyles in the way that we look after our ourselves and our minds and our bodies and it's actually so refreshing to hear from a brand and from founders to be like yeah it's okay to to be flexible and to kind of respond to what energy is right for you and not necessarily be like well you know it's 7 a.m so i should be getting up right now because it's it's not the regular routine so why are we yeah. still doing the same thing just because it's what we know and i mean that yeah. that message filters through to so many different aspects in life but i think that's good for them Do you know i love them even more now i love them even more <laughs> the great candles everyone should check them out so let's move on slightly to another thing that you do mm -hmm. as if you don't do enough so you're also a lifestyle columnist for the evening standard yes so i just think writing is very fascinating and i'd be interested to know like what's one of the most interesting stories that you've written recently yeah so yeah i mean firstly 
it is um, surprising to me as well in the sense that I don't come from a, I'm not a journalist, I'm an entrepreneur, I've got a business background and a sustainability background. So when they approached me to write this regular column um, where I spotlight a sustainable brand of my choice, I was kind of surprised and almost sure like, sure. <laughs> sure? <laughs> do you mean me? Um, do, you, do, you, do you want to see a writing sample first? No. Um, so I was, I, but I was all game for the challenge. Like I think, which is very much the entrepreneurial spirit of let's, yeah. you know, let's try new things. And also I did see it as an opportunity to help spotlight brands and often smaller brands that I felt were really doing something fresh and exciting um, and to bring those stories forward. And so that was what I was doing under Wonder Room anyway and why they'd obviously approached. So it felt like it was the perfect fit. So essentially it's a lot of the spotlights I would do on Wonder Room I then uh, kind of uh, will we'll showcase in the, in the column. So look, we've had everything. I mean, I've, I've covered um, everything from sustainable clothing. So Finisterre, who are an amazing outdoors clothing yes. brand based in Cornwall, incredible uh, founder. So um, featured them, recently featured All Plants, which is nice. a plant-based, um, yeah, a plant-based, uh, well, direct-to-consumer um, food startup, um, subscription-based. They're really exciting in the food space. Um, through to Dame, which again is in the broader personal care um, in yeah. terms of reusable tampons and what they're doing is incredible work. Um, so I'm a good, uh, <laughs> I'm forgetting some, but there's been just so many and I think, the common the common thread between them is this idea again of what we were saying before low where it's it's brands that genuinely and products that are genuinely exciting and fresh and really packing an impact packing a punch or creating an impact on sustainability in a very yeah. fundamental way whether it's tackling you know uh, plastic in the ocean tackling food waste um, helping to champion more plant-based eating you know these are fundamental shifts we're going to have to make anyway and they're doing it in the like cool and stylish um, design-led way uh, at, a, at a reasonable price point, you know. So that's the kind of theme. So all of those are stories I enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where that's It's so exciting. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like even just you kind of listing off the ones that you've written about, it's clear there's so many, you know, brands and people in the sustainability movement who are trying to be innovative, be revolutionary, you know, switch things up, change the game, all these kind of slightly wanky business terms that yeah. we're all kind of pushing out, but you know, true. And like, it's like, yeah, they are changing the game. There we go. We use yeah. it again, you know, start up one-on-one. Mm. -on -one. What do you think? I mean, when there's so many people trying to do a similar thing and of course a positive thing, but you know, there's so many messages sometimes coming out. There's so many brands launching. Yeah. I guess, what do you think as an entrepreneur from, from your experience, what do you think the most successful ways are to do that and to generate the right kind of buzz? Yeah, obviously we're talking brand side here, right? So I, I feel, brand side, yeah. yeah, I feel fundamentally, you know, the questions, some of these are sort of consistent across sort of entrepreneurship and startup, you know, independent of the sustainability angle, but fundamentally, what is the problem? Yeah. that you are solving is it a who and whose problem you like what's the pain point for the customer what is the problem that you are helping solve for them and how are you doing that in a fresh and different way from what's already out there in terms of the competition yeah um and i think then ensuring that then the product itself or the service is you know extremely um you know it's design led it's purposeful it's engaging yeah. it feels for me then there's that other sort of slight thing of which is a much more ethereal quality but i i it's definitely one i look for in every single brand i feature which is that kind of aspirational stylish element to it 
always that yep. makes you think yeah I want to I want to try this I want to be part of this and you know that's product that's branding that's story that's founders that's a whole sort of mix and that's often a little bit more difficult to pinpoint but from my perspective on Wonder Room um, again all the brands and products I'd feature would be ones that I really feel combine that they're really solving a, a problem and a, a need in a fresh way an impactful way um, yeah. but they're also doing it with some real style and some flair and then lastly that it's an accessible price point because you know <laughs> unless you're, buy it. Yeah. yeah unless you're doing high-end jewelry or something like that they, you know it does need to you know an interesting and things that can be accessed accessed by many 100 percent. i think that's so the price point is actually really really interesting and then i guess that is how amongst many things you can actually truly create a buzz because it's all well and good having the best idea and the best yeah. design you know and the best product and packaging and story and founders like you said but if if fundamentally people on mass who especially when you're trying to solve a problem like you yeah. can't solve the problem if no one can join you on that journey you know you mm. have to be accessible on on any level whether it's even as far to being as your your mission you know as a brand yeah. i think i was listening to a really interesting chat the other day with um someone who works at eat big fish about challenger brands in general and about mm. how you know to be a true challenger brand you need to actually challenge something you know you can't yeah. just be like oh yeah you know we're a startup we're a challenger brand like, that means nothing that's so vacuous to say you have to have a problem and be solving that in a new and innovative way hopefully but yeah. then you know if people can't fundamentally buy what you're offering or you know can't understand your mission or can't level with you on any any part of that journey you know yeah, you're not gonna fail you know who who am i i don't do business yeah. but you know it's not it's not true to being able to create that buzz and to invite people just paused <gasps> gosh sorry yeah I had a low battery notice on my phone. That's terrifying. Absolutely oh yeah, terrifying. I wondered where you were going. I was like, low pause. Um, no, but I, but I think you're spot She's on. Paused, but I think enough. you're spot on. But, but no, I think you're spot on. And I, I feel like the piece around price also is very product category dependent. So yeah, um, you know, there is high, there is high end fashion, and there's like high end jewelry where you know it's in a different realm and then you're not trying to necessarily compete on pricing quite the same way yeah. because you're working within a category now if we take what home things what you guys are doing within um you know the home category and cleaning category then price point is extremely sensitive on that so like 100%. obviously you're gonna and you know guys know that so you're gonna be thinking well yeah we're gonna you know we, we're offering something fresh and different but we need to think carefully because it's a price sensitive category and there's a lot of competition around price as well in that space so yeah always exactly especially when you're trying to get people to change their habits you know people aren't necessarily going to switch up and change their habits if it's like what we kind of said earlier if it's at any point a disadvantage to them you know we are all very guilty of liking what we know you know sticking to a routine and all that kind of stuff so unless there's kind of an obvious you know link yeah. to being able to do something better then you know you're not going to do it realistically so yeah. a my phone is now trying to you know tell me low battery but also we're wrapping up so i'd like to know because this is the only part which i said when we did the first one when we called it yes. this isolation radio station you know i liked the rhyme i'll be honest i thought that was really good thing but the only i like it too part, yeah thank you you know who doesn't love a good rhyme so we're going to ask every person what their track of the day is and we're creating a little playlist on spotify where we're going to store the tracks and then hopefully people can go back and listen to them there's only three really? tracks on there at the moment but what is yours my track i'll choose nina simone here comes the sun 
um, not just because it's funny, but because it, I love that song, song, song so much and it's joyful and it's inspiring and it reminds us that there's a light at the end of this tunnel and lockdown will end and um, yeah, we'll all see each other soon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. this Ready. track. I think it's gorgeous. Can you hear it in the background? I can. I can hear it. Yeah, I love it. It's lovely. Just not my phone over again trying to play it. But yeah, I think it's such a lovely choice. And you're right. It's nice to have a little bit of positivity and optimism and something a little bit joyful to get us through this Amazing. unprecedented time. Absolutely. And also, I want to wish you guys so much luck with your Kickstarter happening in a Thank couple you. of weeks time. I'll thank be, you. I'll be seeing how that goes. Yeah, good yeah, luck with that. Keep your eyes peeled. Thank you so much. And I thank will. you for joining, Maraid. It's been amazing to chat to you, to learn about you, to learn about Wonder Room. Um, I think it's been really, really insightful. And I'm going to put this, hopefully it will save, and it will go onto our IGTV so that people amazing. can watch it back whenever they want. Lovely. Thank you, thank so, you so much, much. Thank you. Have a gorgeous Bye. day. Enjoy you the sunshine too. somehow. <laughs> Take care <laughs> of yourself. You. Bye. you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.